the original fans. Dude, they hate everything. They hate the last Jedi. Because they're the nerds. Because they're nerds. Like, why? Yeah, why do they hate everything? Like, where's that even coming from? Like, why? Why did the Phantom Menace make them so mad? But it's like, I don't hate on the originals. Like, I just I watch it, and I'm just accepting it for what it is. Like, okay, like I'm watching this. Like, whatever happens here, that happens. Like. Yeah, you've That's been pretty. You've been talking pretty nice about him, like when you've been messaging me. No, the, oh, the only time I met, like, it's the only what I don't like is they're overrated by people that put it on a pedestal. Like, dude, like some of those scenes, but like for me to talk about, I gotta watch them. Like, as like, what is it? As like, okay, I watched the Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter is way better than those movies. The Deer yeah, Hunter. Yeah, it's a different. It's a different genre. But like, it's like Godfather, long ass movie, but it's better than those movies. So you respect. Well, it's because those are actual, like, movies, movies, you know? But, like, Phantom Menace, I think, is more of... Well, I go off of how good a movie is, is uh, how does it how does it make me feel? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, like... Like, so, I watch Star Wars, the originals, just to give it service. Just to be, like, so, honor, honorifics. Like, just an honorific. On their own? Really boring. Cookie cutter. Oh, this kid? Yeah, you already know what's going to happen. What makes the originals for me... Because as a kid, I never watched them. What makes the originals for me is the way Revenge of the Sith ends so bad. Like, dude, Revenge of the Sith, like, it tears you apart, dude. Like, it, That's what... It really messes you up. And then you go... In, so after you watch Revenge of the Sith, and then you go into watching 4 and 5, and then 6? Has, 6 is pretty bad, but, like, that payoff at the end, and you see Anakin redeemed. Like, Anakin... That's why some of these, uh, the new cuts with Anakin put in there, and not, like, that random old guy Vader oh and yeah Anakin do that hits way more and then they change the music my fir- they my change the music remember the old Ewok music the what is it called the Nup Nup or whatever wait what about no. oh yeah na, 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 na. yeah you, with, they changed it the one that you sent me that one's that's the changed one that's that one's cool that one's good right yeah it sounds like an actual it doesn't sound like cartoonish it sounds like an actual like it sounds like a world anthem yeah and it's international seems, it anthem. seems like like, George Lucas, like, he saw his episode three, and he's like, okay, six, let me put in Anakin, and make this a more emotional. Hey, the, my buddy said that, my buddy Javier said, the correct way to watch Star Wars, like, it should be, he said, the, um, the New Hope, yeah, A New Hope, attack, or, A New Hope, the, what do you call it, the, dude, the second one, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. then he says, watch Phantom Menace. Attack of the Clones. Wait, is that Machete Order? Huh? Is that Machete Order? This is what my buddy said to watch. Or is it just like his own? Yeah, he said to watch it because he... It's kind of like what you're saying because like he said, watch those two so you kind of know who Darth Vader is but then like really learn who he is. Yeah. Because by the time when he dies in in the last movie, Uh it's kind of like... It's kind of more beautiful. Yeah, because you need to get that three in there. Yeah. You get episode well, he even says, he's like, if you really want to go out, like, watch Clone Wars 2. Like, do one. So, it's, like, interesting. He's like, watch. Oh, Clone, Clone Wars painted. Um, watch New Hope. Yeah. Watch, a, um, oh, man, what is it called? Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Then watch Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Clone Wars, including the movie. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Then the last, Return of the Jedi. Because you, and it makes sense, because I think, like, I think the old Star Wars are almost like Old Testament Bible. Yeah, so I think George Lucas, like, what he did 
like the world he created in those movies, it's really great. And that's what fascinated people. Yeah. The movie itself is very cookie cutter. Yeah. But the it's world the universe. he created, it set the template for all of this. So well, yeah, it's it's a it's a in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, and there are parts of New Hope, like just like the aesthetics that I like. I like like actually New Hope actually, because everybody told me that Empire Strikes Back is the best one. I think a New Hope is like just from the like the story. I think it's more it's more captivating to me. Oh, New Empire Hope's cool. Strikes Back looks a lot better though. Like if you go from New Hope to Empire Strikes Back, dude, everything looks way shinier. Like the film, yeah. Like the film looks way nicer. It's like, dude, like this looks like it was maybe shot like in the nineties. Like it's a huge jump. It is. But, it is. Uh, a New Hope, like there's certain parts where like as far as the way the force is used and like the mythology of it is like super dope. Like, the, and it took me sitting down and actually having to watch, but the the whole the part where he uh, lets go of the force, lets go of everything, and just trust in the force to blow up the, the Death Star. Oh, yeah. That part's cool, dude, because, like, <laughs> his whole... It's like a little, like, that tunnel run. Like, it's it's cool, dude, and everything's, everyone's getting blasted. Oh, the and, way they made that's crazy, and then, too. What's the special effects are crazy. behind him, and it's like, it's Vader, but dude, this Anakin. Like, Anakin's a badass pilot. Like, dude's gonna get... Oh, Darth Vader? Up. Yeah. Yeah, Darth Vader's like, really scary like, and a pilot. It's, it's a huge threat. And before that, dude, Vader, like... He knocked, he straight up took out like three X-Wings. Yeah. And it's like, dude, like Luke's done. He, he lets go, but Luke just lets go of the Force. And, and with, with good, with proper context, you, you realize that uh, Darth Vader only has one real hand. <laughs> like in that moment, he only has one real hand. Really? Or one real limb. Like he has two fake legs, one fake arm, and just oh, yeah. one real hand. Like, oh, wait, he, he does have one real hand? Yeah. Because remember he got one chopped off? I always thought they were, but remember he got one chopped off by Dooku, right? No, no, no. The only like, he had, uh, so he Obi got, chopped off the same one that got right. That legs. Got chopped. He chopped off a hand too, right? No, he chopped off legs. Cause didn't that be like grabbing? Oh yeah. So he so he was left with a good hand. So Dooku chops off a hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that fool like literally had one hand. Like like I think it's interesting that Darth Vader has no limbs except one like right hand. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just weird to me. Like, I, I think it's a left hand. I think his right hand got chopped by Dooku. He goes... <laughs> she goes, fine. It's his left hand. Hey, you know what's funny, though? Everyone talks about that, uh... Don't like... The, when, he, when he gets Dooku and he does that move... <laughs> when he chops the hands off... Dude... That move's oh, clean. Dude, that move's tight, bro. And, uh, What did you say? You said, yeah, there's a part in between there where you just hear, uh... The sand people cry. <laughs> <laughs> so in between, uh, this is not the first time. You wouldn't it? That. Oh yeah. <laughs> so in, right before he kills Dooku, or after? It's after. It's when he's like, "Oh, I shouldn't have done that." That wasn't the Jedi way. Looks up like it's not the first time you did that. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's a so low. Oh man, this is funnier. I'll, you know, Star Wars, dude. Like the more you, literally, the more you watch it, the more you understand it. Yeah. To me, I could never de- defend the high ground. And then all the people like giving shit on the high ground, it's like, I had no comeback. But now, like after fully watching the trilogy, it's, it makes perfect sense. And if you're, if, you, if, you, if you're a huge Star Wars fan and you still, like, if you say it because it's a meme, that's funny. No, it's cool. Yeah. Like, I get it. It's a meme. But if you legitimately say, oh, the high ground is so bullshit, so stupid. You're just like, being a troll. Like on, like, there's a show called Jedi Council. By Collider and this dude Christian Hardoff, like dude, 
Star Wars fan, but he hates The Last Jedi. He hates the prequels. He hates You see what I'm saying? Dude, just go back and watch the originals. And he always talks about the high ground part. But here's the thing with the high ground. This is how I'll explain it. Um, and dude, honestly, I could work for I feel like I could work for Star Wars the way like I feel like I understand and I I feel like I truly understand all this shit. But um, the high ground, it was literally just an excuse for Obi to say Anakin. I got the high ground. Like, dude, I'm gonna chop your legs off. Like, just keep going. Like, he wasn't saying like, oh, Anakin, if you jump on the high ground. You know I lost. You think it's lost. you think it's also metaphorical? Saying, Anakin, it's over. Give it up, dude. Like, you mean like is it metaphorical? He, he was kind of saying like I've taken the high road. He wasn't saying like it wasn't like a take the a high road. A statement saying, dude, I got the high ground. It's like over. literal. Ha ha ha! It's like Anakin, bro, please give it up. Like I got the high ground. Just go. Like take the Just high go. road. Because if you jump, he's not saying I'm automatically gonna keep. He's saying there's a good chance I'm gonna chop your legs off. Given my defensive style, like don't <laughs> you you. Hey, you are the chosen one Don't get me wrong You can probably jump over And kill him Kind of like The Revenge of the Sith uh, Video game Or or like in Darth Maul And Obi-Wan's case Yeah But oh, that was Obi-Wan's Peace off Not peace offering But saying like You go on your way I go on my way I can't do this He basically kind of gave up He's like Anakin I, I love you him. right I can't like, kill you Because he loves him I can't do it Please don't Because please he still doesn't kill him Because He still doesn't kill him I think if he jumped Either He was going to die and he, LB knew if he landed that jump, he was gonna die because of the whole Darth Maul situation, where he did that to Darth Maul. Darth Maul didn't die. Darth Maul. Well, you know he got chopped in but half. But you know, so it's still like, got chopped in half. Thrown in the it's pretty interesting. That universe is interesting. But <laughs> Ob, he did that move before, so he knows how to defend it. He's the best defense. He that's his whole technique, defensive tactics. He has him right where he wanted, so he, he says, Anakin, this is your chance. Go on your way. Flow with the lava. And Anakin, you know, you know the story. You underestimate my power. Jumps. And he just, you know, everything was in Obi's favor. Like, Obi had him right where he not wanted him, but that everything was stacked against Anakin in that situation. Chosen one or not. And Obi-Wan's no slouch. Like, that. Oh, dude. Obi-Wan was probably the third best Jedi, fighting-wise, in the probably in the universe at the time. Third best in the universe, they would say. Because mm-hmm. like, I think at the time they would, well, Mace Windu's dead. Yeah, and, Mace yeah. Windu's dead, so he's probably the second best Jedi at that point. And dude got chopped in half. Like, well, how's that so hard to explain? Like, it makes perfect sense. I got that. You just gotta understand Obi Wan. But do you think it was also kind of metaphorical? Like, yeah. like you know, people say like, take the high road, take the high well, road, take me- the high road. Metaphorical, like in the mythology, to that that was that one Greek um guy that flies too close to the sun. Oh, you mean Dickers? Yeah, he flies too close to the sun and he gets his wings <laughs> Icarus, off. Icarus. Anakin, he just too he under overestimated his. Yeah, power. dude, he was wearing too those close and then November ho- November hooked him up with those little and pants. He, he he lost his legs and he got burnt. So, do you, when did Anakin snap? Like, what what build? Like, what do you th- okay? What led up to Anakin just snapping? Like snapping from the very beginning, he was he was a slave. That was kind of, that's like, what I say. That's kind of the downfall for everything. That's what I say. Like, don't you, okay? There's um. There were, uh, basically, the republic. The republic failed him. The, the republic failed him. Like, do you think that there's like Yoda? Like Yoda, always a Jedi. Dude, there's this podcast called Sky Talkers Podcast. Dude, they it's these two girls. They love Revenge of the Sith because they love Padme and Anakin. They're our age. Yeah. <laughs> they freaking love Revenge of the Sith. What's their name? What's their thing? Uh, the Sky Talkers Podcast. They're that's cool. cool. Um, do they hate Yoda? <laughs> hey, well, dude, Yoda's a they, piece of shit. Dude, they, they're like, oh my god. Have you heard of... We can't stand Yoda. <laughs> have you heard of the thinker, uh, or Marcus Aurelius, right? 
Yeah. And he's the father of Stoicism. Mm-hmm. But I think, and this is what's, what I think is interesting. Like, Yoda, same shit. Cause oh, dude, that's why Jason's always drilling the shit out of the mother. He's always throwing... Meditate on this, I will. Yeah. He's always... He's... How about you do something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's always talking about, like, giving wisdom. Yeah. And he's like, like, when Obi-Wan's like, um, Qui-Gon, I have these uh, premonitions that something, there's a bad feeling around. And then Qui-Gon's like, F all that noise. Just be here with the living force, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that's how it opens up. That's how the first episode opens up between Jedi's dialogue, you know? Um, well, not not the whole story opens, but like that. They're like, land here. But then mm-hmm. that's their dialogue together. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. But like, Qui-Gon, like his past, like his life, like he grew up kind of like on the come up. Like he, he grew up like... Kinda, I, I don't know anything about Qui-Gon. He grew up like poor. He was yeah, Yoda's disciple. But he worked with Dooku. They were both Yoda's apprentices. Mm-hmm. Except Dooku was rich. Super rich. Yeah. And Yoda's teachings failed. Like Yoda... His apprentices, like, they're kind of trash, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I think it says a lot about Yoda. Like, Yoda has these two th- apprentices. One walked the gray line. Actually, sorry. They both walked the gray line, right? Except Dooku said, I'm going to go be more evil. And Qui-Gon died. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Qui-Gon's death actually led to Dooku's conversion. Wait, so uh, Dooku converted after? Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know that. Yeah. This dude's so old. <laughs> it seemed like he was always... But Yoda, yeah, he was always giving wisdom. But, like, it's because he wasn't, like... He didn't know the struggle. But then you have Anakin. And this is the... Marcus Aurelius was an emperor. Mm-hmm. And he used to tell people... And this is a quote he has. He says, Instead of discussing how to be, like, a good Jedi... And, and how you should, like... How other Jedi should yeah. be... He's like, <clears throat> just listen and be a good Jedi. He's like, Obi... Or, or like, or Mace Windu, how Mace Windu wants, like, Anakin to be. Like, the, they're just like, get in line, get in line, get in line. And Anakin's like, but you guys are, like, letting slavery exist everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like... I think, but Mace, he, get, he does get a, lot, a bad rap, but I think he's just a realist. Yeah, he is. He's just a realist. Like, he's always checking, like, he's like, uh, the prophecy, we don't know yet, like... So yeah. he shows us something. Yeah. I don't, I don't but like, he, he basically not giving anyone special treatment based on... He's pretty much Denzel Washington from Training Day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's how I see he's it. too uh, jaded. He is. A lot of stuff. Because, like, he's like, he's like, he's we're going to kill him now. <laughs> yeah, he's the best fighter. Dude, yeah. he straight up handles Palpatine. Like, dude, he handles him. Like, he's up there, but, like, I guess he's just too too aggressive. He, Anakin doesn't like him. <laughs> Anakin, he doesn't like Anakin. And. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's no, there's no, uh, like that's clear in the movie. They, uh, uh, well, it seems like Mace hates him first, so like Anakin, that's. Well, since he was a kid. It's not like Anakin hates him because he sees Mace. No, he doesn't like Mace because Mace treats him well, unfair. Mace well, think first thing. episode. He's too old. <laughs> I know, but he's being honest. He's just being honest. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we got, we got these, uh, co- we got this code of conduct. I'm a Jedi, that's all I do. So I'm going to live by that. Like, you know, there's no if, ands, or buts. He's like, he's the final stand. Just like when he came to kill Palpatine, he was the final stand. Yeah. Like, he's the final word, Mace. And if it was up to Mace, he would have said the final word and struck him down as he should have. Yeah, he should have. Sometimes you need someone like that to do that. Because if there was more Maces, honestly, Palpatine would have been the power. Because Mace keeps telling You're right. Like, Yoda? So Palpatine was weak, and Yoda's got handled. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
that's honestly one of the hardest things to just kind of explain. Even on my last rewatch, I'm just like, why does he just quit? Yoda? Like, just take him out, bro. Like, we're, we're, sacrifice yourself. Yoda? Yeah, and I'm just, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing, like, mental gymnastics trying to think of an explanation. Yoda's selfish, that's why. Though, I don't think it's because he's selfish. I think it's just, he's at the point where, like, whether I kill him or not, like, the Republic has already fallen. My, he's, he's already thinking the end game. Like, it just basically... Dude, Yoda him. gave up, though. He, he went to isolation in Dagobah. Because he had to. He's he a freaking the, loser, he bro. He end game. Him he's and, a loser. Him and... Uh, Obi-Wan. 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 Like, it seems to me Obi-Wan did the most noble thing. He moved across the street from Luke and watched over him his whole life. What the hell did Yoda do? Yoda ran away. Like, well, Obi, he went, he went back. He drew all the Jedis from the temple. Uh-huh. So they wouldn't go back and get killed. Um, he he watched the video to like confirm that actually happened. Like, yeah. Obi, like Yoda's like, don't don't watch it. Only pain and suffering. And it's like Obi was like, no, I gotta see it with my own eyes. Why well, take someone's word for it? He has to see it. Like obviously you have to see it. You gotta confirm no matter how much pain. You know, so he watches it, and then, um, no matter how hard it is he, Yoda says like, oh, I'll, I'll take Palpatine. You take your, your apprentice, and he does it. And he tops him in half, and he pretty much murder. He, he he puts down his his brother or whatever. Yeah, they're more like brothers. That's for sure. Because like I'm watching Clone Wars right now, and like their dynamic is like it's weird, but they're like at the same level. No, it changes at at the stages. Yeah, it that's does. why that's why the prequels are cool to watch because like you see he's how it's like, he's really cool in Clone Wars. Anakin's really cool. Oh yeah, dude's awesome, dude. Yeah, like you really see his star fighting skills and. You see how, how he loves the clones. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to ask you. 501st, go into the temple. They all kill little kids, yeah. the younglings. Yeah. The 501st, though, did they um have that mechanism in, in them when Order 66 happened that they, like, had no choice but to kill Jedi? Yeah. Why is it that it seems like some clones in, in Clone Wars, like Fives, mm-hmm. and, like, Cody, is it? Like, some of them didn't have... Five and re- fives and Rex. Rex defected. Right? Before that happened. They didn't have it in them, right? No, they did. But so in the Clone Wars cut up, the the chip activates before Order 66 and he kills uh Shock T's uh apprentice. Okay. He shoots her in the back. So they're testing him and Fives goes in to like visit him and that dude cut up, he stops Fives and he says something like, Hey like Something's in my brain, or something. Oh, like that. yeah, it got activated so, early. So, Fives, he, at first, Fives, he has no idea what he's talking about. He's like, what the hell? So, just from that little seed, he starts trying to figure it out. And slowly, he finds the chip, he figures out it's in everyone's head, and right away, he wants he wants to show the, uh, the council. And once again, the council failed him. They didn't oh, believe man. him, they thought he was crazy. He tried to tell Shock T, she didn't believe him. Um, Basically, Palpatine foils his plans and sweeps sweeps it under the rug, and they think he's crazy. It's just you know, it's a it's a sad story, dude. It sucks, and, and eventually he gets murdered. Yeah, like, he's about to tell Anakin, and because Anakin shows up, like, hey, dude, like, what's wrong? And the clone security, the guys who wear red, they're like security guard. They're like a what is it, military police? They shoot him down. And before his his he could get the secret out, but I guess he said enough to like 
little guys here where they started basically investigating for themselves and some of them were able to defect. Oh, that's good. Uh, Rex, um, the commando guy. Yeah. Him and uh, I think there's a one. And those guys actually come out in Rebels and they say Rex was actually part of the Battle of Endor. Yeah, yeah, that's and they had, yeah, he's in canon for that. Yeah. yeah. So the five were first. Yeah, they 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 had to do it, and then um, they just. Became but they people. also like in Clone Wars. You see that those those soldiers love Anakin. Yeah. Love, but a lot of them they like Jedi's. Period. Like, they do. Cool they love Jedi's, and they like, even little Ahsoka, like, she. You should. It's funny. I find it funny in Clone Wars. Most of the time, she's talking to clones mm-hmm. about how cool, how cool Anakin is. Like, she's telling them, dude, like, that's my master. Dude, that's, that's how he be. Dude, that's so cool. That, and that just reinforces how um, the Republic is the Empire. Yeah. The Republic, like, as a kid, I always just mistake, like, the Republic fell and the Empire rose. No. No, the Republic just straight up became the Empire. It's like America going from, like, yeah. like a, the War of 1812 yeah. to post-imperialistic and, and, and we're seeing the Theodore people, Roosevelt. We're yeah. seeing behind the scenes so we know, like, oh, that, that's evil. That's Palpatine. He's he's evil, but like to the normal person, they probably think it's just a more, uh, uh, just a stricter, more badass republic. Or it's it's like there's a confit in America. Republic. There was a, a, a civil war where America split, right? Yeah. But then the Union just took over, you know. And instead of calling it the but Union, it's still the civil war. There's, there's no- I know, I know, I know. The Galactic Civil War hits, but like it's like yeah, you're right though. Yeah, it'd so be more like, something if, before. It's like if the United States just became an authoritarian and. They just became more militarized, and it's still the United States, but it's like, okay, we're in other countries, so I guess we're an empire now, and but we have better gear. Oh, the best would be Roman, right? Roman. Yeah. yeah it, it's it, Roman it, it, Republic. No, it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The, no, that, it is, that, right? That's modeled yeah. off the whole... Roman, Roman Republic to yeah. Roman Empire, because of the... Cu- Julius... Who is it? Julius Caesar? Yeah. And that who gets killed anyways. Yeah, Padme says, oh, I guess this is how democracy it dies when uh, thunders of clouds, which is... A good ass quote because it shows like, yo, when stuff like this goes down, you're not gonna know. You're gonna be hyped about it. You're gonna be like, oh, this is good. This is for our benefit. And overnight, like in the Clone Wars, they just show like we're still in Clone Wars and we're not in the original trilogy. But you can see like, oh shit, this looks like the Empire. Hey, dude, that shift felt. That shift was dark, huh? Yeah, and you just see like, like they're they're putting out the darker colors. You see the symbol. You see the ATATs. Like, dude. This is already the Empire. Why does it seem it, so... It no- didn't start at Order 66. Like, this was in the works. Like, you, you know, remember those... Or you probably know. Like, the documentaries of World War II, mm-hmm. when they show the transition from, like, like poverty Germany, post-World War One Germany, yeah. to, like, the development of the Third Reich. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it feels like when Padme's dead. Like, when Padme's dying. Oh, dude, super dark. And they show, dark like... Dark and bleak. You know, at the yeah. end, when they show him, where's Padme? And well, they, that's oh, in your anger, you seem to have killed her. And they... They sh- like that whole scene seems super Naboo, right? Nazi Germany part. And Naboo was supposed to be like the most colorful, vibrant. Yeah, and it's all and rainy. And it's just like dark. And that song, but that song that's playing is spooky. And then that's how, that's how all the galaxy would be. Like the Outer Rim, it's probably just more unified. Like it brings everything together, like one unified power, which is what a lot of people want. And what's funny is, so you got to kind of like diagram this all. It's like, so Republican Empire resistance came out of nowhere right and this is why you got to give props to the prequels they show the politics of everything so yeah you truly understand it yeah force awakens 
doesn't do that. No, it's like it's like it's like barbarian invasion, and, and not for a good reason. It's like more. It's like barbarian. J. J. Abrams really literally said, oh, <laughs> "Nobody likes politics. Take that shit out, dude. Because let me cater to these OGs." And he should really shot himself in the foot because now the same fans that he was catering to said, "Like, dude, oh, we really don't understand what's going on now." Yeah. Actually, everybody says that. Yeah. Now let's just say I work for Star Wars, and I'm trying to say, no, he did that for a reason, which. If you're a good company and you're trying to retroactively make the story make sense, yeah, you should be able to do right. And even though I know JJ did it because he's an idiot, and he was being fan servicey, rather he was letting fan service drive, drive instead of the story. I think he was, I think he was trying to fulfill his own self interest, because I think he was trying to utilize like research market research mm-hmm. to assume what people wanted, and I think that's inherently flawed. In regards to an idea like Star Wars, where you're playing with the galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Which I think, the guy who, was not the second last Jedi guy? What's his name? The Ooh, second director? Ryan Johnson. People give him slack, but I think at least he said, alright, I'm stuck with some information, but I understand that Dude, I have, I'm in a galaxy far, right. far away. Dude, Pete. He, like, he said, I'm stuck with this plot, Dude, but I'm in a galaxy Dude, far, far away. Put him in a terrible spot, dude. Yeah, but he that worked with it. Like, how else are you gonna play, explain Luke on a separate like? But come on, the, you, that's the only. You write for Star I Wars. I thought that I you thought. write for Star Wars though, yeah. and you're working with what J.J. Abrams ended. Are you gonna, as a Star Wars fan, say, "Oh, I'm working with nothing," or are you gonna be like, "Well, it's Star Wars universe. It's infinite." Yeah. So, so even though, like, you're right. Um, what you're saying is, even though J.J. dug you in a hole. It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars is so infinite. Yeah. Like, you could draw something up easily. Easy. Like, you can pull something out of your ass and Easy. make it make sense. You could tell. If a little kid right now asks you, like, just pretending. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine there's no third Star Wars for, for whatever reason. Yeah. Disney loses, goes bankrupt. Or the world. Like, the world, it goes into collapse. But some kid's like, oh, there's no third. Like, Rise of Skywalker. There's no Star Wars Skywalker. And they want you to make up a story. Yeah. Can you do it? Yeah, of course. Of course. And, and just... Just like what I was trying to explain the, the whole... So, J.J. not pulling, putting any politics in there. Even though he did it because he's an idiot. But let me try to help him out and say why it makes sense. Okay, yeah. So, the Republic, you know, we agree it became the Empire. Mm-hmm. And this little pinche resistance... With the barbarians, up, yeah. And they eventually bring the... They, uh, they destroy the Empire. So it's fragmented. But it's not done. Because it's something that huge, it never truly dies, right? No. So you have all these fragmented um, warmongers, which I like that you dropped that in um, Mandalorian, when that guy, uh, Grease Cargo, was like, the Empire doesn't exist. All oh, yeah. It's a bunch of warmongers. Yeah. You, if you want to do something, go to the Republic. Didn't we talk about this go kind the, of concept he says, earlier? He says, go to the New Republic, and what does uh, Mandalorian say? He says, that's a joke. Oh, wow. Which is exactly what's... They're trying to retroactively fit the, this John Favreau, man. Which good. is the best thing to do. So, basically, the rebellion is the New Republic. The Empire didn't become the New Republic. It's not like they got a better, like, more understanding Empire making the Republic. Literally, that shitty resistance, they tried to tell everyone, hey, guys, we're the New Republic now. And a lot of people were like, just because you guys destroyed the empire doesn't mean we want to follow you. So, the, the, the republic, that this new rebellion slash republic, they tried to legitimize themselves. So they did get a lot of the old people from, like the senators from the empire, 
and they're all a part of it. And dude, it's just a mess. You know what's just funny? It literally is I learned a joke. Of this. So like, Germany went from, like, their shit Germany to Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. and there's this movement that came in that said we're the new Germany. Yeah. But they were a resistance group, mm-hmm. and they called themselves the New People. Yeah. But they're called the White Rose Movement. Uh-huh. But they were saying that they were the real New Germany. So were those? Were, so they were Nazis? No, no, no. They were the anti-resistance. So it's like they're saying, like I know you're saying, like Nazi Germany was what Germany became, right? Just like the the empire was what the republic became. No, no, no. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the new republic was like a counterculture mm-hmm. to, like, the new the empire. Like the new resist the new republic or whatever. You talking about after World War One? No, this is World War Two. Uh-huh. So not during Nazi Germany, there was a White Rose movement, and they were like the sub the 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 counterculture oh, okay. to Nazi Germany. They yeah. were people that hated like mm-hmm. the fact that Nazis were racist and. Yeah. So, but like the barbarian, like the the New Republic, they're like a they're a straight up rebel group, aren't they? Yeah, they're a rebel group, but they're trying to consolidate power <laughs> as much as they can and unify the galaxy. But like, like the galaxy, nobody huge. takes them serious, Why? don't they? Because they don't have the resources. All those resources are either destroyed or they're outdated or um, this new the fallen empire has like you know how like J.J. Abrams through Starkiller like you know they blew up all the planets right all the republic planets like yeah. all the all the new the resistance planets uh-huh. like it kind of to me it's kind of weird but it makes me think like that whole level, like all that groundwork that was created in the originals, he kind of threw it away. No, but yeah, when I first saw that, dude, I was pissed. I'm like, dude, I've been wanting to see a new Republic since Revenge of the Sith. I want to see them risen. But um, don't think of it as the new Republic got destroyed. The Rebellion basically got destroyed. The okay, rebellion, that's what I'm saying. Boom, God, so everything from 4, 5, and 6, the New Hope, everything that those people loved with the Rebellion... God. So like that little counterculture of these trash rebellion, like yeah, it just got sw- it got gone. That's awesome then. <laughs> See, that's what I'm like gone, they're so kind of irrelevant. Yeah, and so kind of lame and kind of lame. All you have is Leia, who was basically pushed out of this new rebellion because Darth Vader was her dad. So they said, "Hey, stay away. Like we don't need you here. Like thank you for everything you did, Leia, but." Darth Vader, that's your dad. We can't have those rumblings here in this, oh, new, yeah. in this new government. She's like a JFK. Yeah, dude, she was like taboo. She's like, like Robert Kennedy. She was taboo. Like, they wanted to distance themselves from the Empire, which kind of doesn't make sense because they're, they're, they had Imperial senators still a part of this new republic. But, you know, Darth Vader was seen as the face of the Empire. So, you know, they tried to distance themselves. That's really themselves. political. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's in the novels too for The Force that's Awakens. That's cool. So, when they... So Leia, they said they said they said she was bad PR. <laughs> yeah. So so when she would go to them, she'd be like, "Hey, um, there's these people out there. They're they're, they're mobilizing like these remnants of the empire. They're like these terrorists or whatever. We need to keep an eye on them." And they're like, "You know what, Leia? Like we're 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 here. We just want to work on peace. Um, you're over here wanting to spend our funds on on building a huge army." Like, we, we, we don't have time for that. I think they even demilitarized from what they already had. <laughs> I yeah, didn't know that. even smaller. <laughs> so, so it's, it's weak as hell. And Leia, meanwhile, because you like, you're dumb, and you're distancing myself, so I'm going to start up the resistance. Mm-hmm. Which the resistance is, from what it seems, 
Well, first of all, I don't like the resistance. It just seems they just wanted to restart the rebels. Yeah. But for the sake of the story, I'm, you just gotta accept it and make sense out, out of it. But <clears throat> it seems like she has the cream of the crop of the military from the Republic. So like that's why you see Admiral Akbar in there. So you got Poe, the cream of the crop. She got them on board because she's in general Leia. Like she has a lot of political power. Well, she she has a big stick. Like her, Luke, like. Boom, bring him into the... Hey, wait, so, okay. Did you reconcile J.J. Abrams' uh, Force Awakens? Like, how did he, how does he succeed? Force Awakens, it succeeds because even the politics are everywhere. If you're thinking of, like, how does it fit into the story, you're Rey. So you're, you're a placeholder, you're Rey. That's who you're supposed to identify with. She doesn't know what the hell she's doing. <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on. It's literally, like... It's open season. You have multiple people vowing for power. The, the First Order? First Order honestly isn't shit. They're just grasping at straws trying to do something. They got this big weapon they just happen to come upon because some of these Empire resources that they, uh, that they had access to. It's like a kid with a gun and they just decide to blow up ships. So if, if, if this, this story literally shows that when you don't have consolidated power, either good or bad, that people are answering to it's a freaking free-for-all and it's ugly so do we really notice a power vacuum in the force awakens there it's, it's right yeah it's a power vacuum and could huge you, one because one one first of all the most important political figure just died or like 10 years ago died right Darth vader yeah like, did, you saw Palpatine. did Darth vader no but did Darth vader create order or did Palpatine create order like who was enforcing order in the universe Palpatine, well, he was the mastermind behind all the Senate and the But strings. wasn't Darth Vader the it face? It was like, it was like, so Palpatine is the politics of it. Like, he's running shit. Like, the system, like, like the actual mechanism of the Empire. Okay. Darth Vader was just, like, the man of the people. Could you relate them to anyone, like, in history? So, you know how Anakin was loved by the people? Yeah. Darth Vader was the opposite. He was feared. By the people, he was like the boogeyman. Oh, straight up prince. Like, hey, dude, la, la, you better stand in order, or we're gonna, you know, Darth Vader's gonna be straight up prince. And dude was so mythological, like people feared the crap out of him. And you see it in Rogue One, like dude is it's not fair. All the Jedi's are dead, and as it was like in the golden age of Jedi, That's it was already the most powerful Jedi. He goes to the dark side, gets even more powerful. Like dude was just like Cesare Borgia. It's kind of well, Cesare Borgia was kind of legendary. He yeah. was the son of a pope, mm-hmm. and Jesus. He was the model of Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, Boy, and the prince was named after him. The prince was written after him. Uh-huh. Like Darth Vader, like he had such a like this the prince, which is the greatest supposedly the greatest political um, theory book ever written. Mm-hmm. Like, and I would I I think Star Wars is honestly especially the, like the yeah, prequels. Politics is great. The first, the second, and third, the mm-hmm. prequels. I think they're the greatest political like movies ever made. I yeah. think they are. Because they show a very simple dynamic of politics that exists universally. Yeah. This is a fake world. Just like Harry Potter, if you want to understand modern school systems, look at Harry Potter. Like it shows the way school behaves. You have a bully kid, you have a prodigy kid, you have a very nerdy yeah. kid, you have the kid that just wants to succeed, like uh, the degree uh, oh, the, Hermione. No, no, Hermione's the nerd. Oh. But Ron just wants to like kind of get by. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He, he has no talent. 
Mm-hmm. Ron has literally no Doesn't. talent. But like you, you don't Star Wars. You get to see the inner workings of political systems. Yeah. Like, like but it's simple. It's like, yo, like Anakin. It's obvious Palpatine's bad. And I think Anakin knows Palpatine's bad. But he's obsessed with the power. No, Anakin knows he was bad. But he likes the power, right? Anakin's not an idiot. He even tells Padme. He's like, hey, Padme, I'm just, I'm just using these powers to try and save you. And after, I'm taking this guy out. Yeah. And honestly, he could take Palpatine out. Yeah. That's why it was like, I don't know what Palpatine planned on doing to him. But um, Palpatine, basically, once Anakin got his legs chopped off, like, Palpatine owned him. Like, he basically saves his life. He's tied to the suit. Um, that's why it sucks. Like, you see, uh, no matter how powerful Vader is, um, Palpatine still has that, that like, I own you over him. Dude, he's been owning him, though. Like, it, it sucks. And, like, and Vader, like, at first, like, right off the bat, like, when he got his cybernetics and stuff, like, he wasn't, like, powerful again. Like, he had to get used to all that. Yeah, the rehab. But he was so driven by anger, like course that one's gonna hold him back and his powers got like 10 times stronger too oh he got super into the force Jedi yeah all in order the ending uh there's a boss battle with vader that guy's powerful as hell bro you just hear the and he just starts like choking everybody yeah he's, and he's not even running he's just walking and he's just like you can't get away from him like it's just like on another level but you know like why would he want to kill palpatine anyways yeah, what's in it for like him? He's over it. Like he's just evil. Like he's just at mad. this point, he's just evil. He just wants to kill people. Like Palpatine, hey, go kill all these Jedi. He's like, okay. Well, because yeah. he had the Sith. There wasn't really like a established Sith code, like when the originals were made. So yeah, like the concept wasn't. of the, it was like just dark side. Yeah. It wasn't Sith. It was yeah. dark side. Yeah. I don't know if there was a dark side code, but once the Sith code was developed and you read the Sith code, mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. As to why Darth Vader does what he does. Yeah, it does make sense. Because, well, the rule of two, that's what you're talking about, right? The Sith, nah, that's different, but, the, like, the whole, like, I have a picture of it. Let me find it. I'll read it to you. It's cool, though, because uh, there's the, like, but I dude, was... I, honestly, you should, after watching episode three, and you see, dude, it's, like, one of the most badass scenes is when, you know, Vader just stares out the window. And that, dude, that had such an effect on me, like, as a kid watching that. Yeah. Like, dude, if that was me... I do all that shit too because like that's what I'm saying you must be pissed like you totally understand what he's about to do in 4, 5, and 6 dude this is actually really fire this is perfect this is perfect let me find it alright so like this code let me find it like okay like we're talking about the philosophy like Yoda is like a stoic but like Anakin there's a philosopher that was developed like you know Spartacus. Yeah. He he became he created his own philosophy. Yeah. And it, it's it's the total opposite of Marcus Aurelius's because they had two different lives. One was a slave and one was emperor. Yeah. Okay. One's all about freedom and chasing freedom. The other one's all about like in a way mm-hmm. order and peace. Mm-hmm. So like the Jedi code is there is no emotion, there is peace. Yeah. There is no ignorance, there is knowledge, there is no passion, there is serenity. There's no chaos. There's harmony. There's no death. There's the force. Now check this one out. The Sith Code. Peace is a lie. There's only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain... I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The chase... Sorry. My chains are broken. The force shall shall set me free. Shall set me free. Yeah. Like, 
do you listen to those two things? And I, like when I first looked at them, I saw them like side by side. Mm-hmm. I pulled up a new picture right now. But when I saw them side by side and I looked at them, I thought, man, both of those sound really good. Well. So look at Fall in Order and that, what's that new thing that came out? That new uh, PC game, but maybe like a year ago with the, the brothers. And it's like Knights a Knights of the Old Republic? There's like a whole new like party and they have like the yellow lightsabers. Yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, but it was just like a different like, uh, like a DLC. DLC, yeah. So there's the gray code, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that's cool. Like now, I think people our age, we like, like, we know the Jedi are kind of flawed, and we know the Sith are no, flawed. But to me, that code is different from the Jedi. Like, uh, I think the light side code is 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 accurate. The Jedi but code when you practice it the right way, like Obi Wan. No, to me, Obi Wan does everything right. He's the he's not the perfect character, but he's he's the most virtuous character. But do you think George Lucas like? No, but like, like the gray code's a real thing, and it's canon. Like the gray code's this: there's no dark side nor a light side. Mm-hmm. There's only the force. Yeah. I will do what I must to keep the balance. Mm-hmm. There is no good without evil, but evil must not be allowed to flourish. There is no passion. Sorry, there is passion. There is passion, mm-hmm. yet peace. Yeah. There is serenity, yet emotion. Mm-hmm. There is chaos, yet order. Like, doesn't that sound so much better, like, than, oh, yeah, the Jedi Code, the Sith Code. There's balance. Is that the Jedi Code or the Light Side Code? This is the Gray Code. No, 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 the first one that you said. Is that the Jedi. The, yeah, it's the Code of the Jedi. Wait, there's another one? There's no, all... I'm just... Like, is there other codes? Because my... because I think... So, let's say the Gray Jedi, that's their code. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine, but it's because I don't necessarily agree with the Gray Jedi also. And I think, so, when you have codes, right? Yeah. Something as streamlined and strict as the the light side code, you got to draw, like, you got to have a set of morals. And the the gray Jedi, it's hard to maintain that balancing act. And I feel like the gray Jedi can easily stray to the Sith. It's not, it's not easy, you know, like. Like, you have to have ideals? Because, like, when shit hits the fan, what are you going to do? Like, you have to have ideals? Like, if, if Obi-Wan was a great Jedi, he'd be, I'm out. I'm out. I'm going to save my hide. But, dude, Obi-Wan, he was so morally virtuous. He was like, okay, I know Anakin wasn't, like, a bad person, but let me get his, let me get his people. Let me get his kids and look after them. Let me try to reason with Anakin, even though he killed all this. Let me try to reason with him. And sway him back to the light side because I believe in the power of the light side. You don't think like uh, Obi Wan was like actually more of a great Jedi than? No, he wasn't a great Jedi. Like he just wasn't so caught up in all the Jedi bullshit. So like that's why he when he he knows what's going on with Padme and Anakin, he just he knows there's nothing wrong with it. So he's like, it's not in my business. Like that's not even the Jedi code though. Yeah, no, but. That current Jedi, like obviously it was because they, they ruled that against it. It wasn't in the Jedi code. Like the thing I read about like the Jedi code, like it's kind of like there's 10 commandments, but there's nothing in the Bible like that's it. Like, there's nothing in the 10 commandments that say like, you know, the Jewish people don't eat like shellfish. Yeah. Like that basically like that's not no. in the 10 commandments. So that's why there's a light side, which is like the religion of it. No, no, it's like the spirituality of it. 
and then there's the religion of the Jedi. Yeah, exactly. Obi knew the religion of the Jedi was kind of stupid. Some things were dumb. He knew it was like not right. That's why something about Anakin is the the whole um, marriage between him and Padme. Nothing's wrong with that in his eyes. He didn't care. Yeah. What is wrong is like Anakin. Don't get too attached. Not don't get attached where you're acting crazy like that. That's wrong. Like you know, you just gotta accept some of these things and just trust in the Force. Or like um. It called like at the end when he strikes down and like he sees Anakin he's like dude's actually evil now like I do gotta strike him down like he basically Obi-Wan in the Star Wars movies he almost has the one of the prequels he has a like the perfect moral compass like he's the moral he has the moral high ground like he knows he's that's his thing he's wise he's is, would you say he's wiser than Yoda yeah he's the wisest and even oh, Anakin since he was little like He's as powerful as Master Windu and as wise as Master Yoda. He says that about... Yeah, he does. He does. Not not completely true if you want to spice... Because, like, you know, people say Mace is more powerful. People could say, oh, Yoda's more wise because he's he's so far up his own butt that, you know, that's Yoda. (laughs) Like, you know, you can constantly shit, you know, Obi-Wan for saying, like, like, logical questions, right? Like, just always so far... And but from a certain point of view, um, Anakin, not Anakin, Obi Wan, he's he represents what a Jedi should be, and he is powerful when he, you know, when he has the defense game, and then just in general, as far as being wise, he is. He just like look, look at this quote, like some of these quotes that uh, Obi Wan says, Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view who's the more foolish the fool or the fool who follows him <laughs> damn shut it Anakin <laughs> if you spent if you spent as much time practicing your saber techniques as you do your wit you would rival master Yoda as a swordsman so he's probably talking to Anakin, Anakin. right cause Anakin not wise at all <laughs> like he just isn't like he just in Clone Wars, you see a little bit of his wisdom through Ahsoka. Do you know? Yeah, he's not wise. He's just, he's just he's not. He's just very. He's actually really caring and passionate. He's super and that's passionate. He pulls the strength from like he's really protective. Um, as far as wise, no, he's irrational. <laughs> we all know that he's very irrational. He's very irrational. Yeah. He's extremely talented. That's so. why even Obi, when he does stuff that's like crazy, it doesn't even seem irrational. It's just like, oh, that's smart. Like you know when Obi jumps out the window. If that was Anakin, he's like, dude, that's stupid as hell. But because it's Obi, it's like, oh yeah, he knows what he's well, doing. Well, because when Obi's dropping, when he's Obi's smart. dropping, he's not entertaining. It, Obi just getting from point A to point B. Anakin's like, ooh, <laughs> like, but he's like enjoying it. Like he makes it into a show. Oh, when he's all laughing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's because that is showing like how much he needs to grow. Like, oh, yeah, bro, this is your new body, but dude, like up here, bro, you you got years to go. Yeah, like, he's super you, you talented. You need to find your powers. Yeah, you're, you're all talent, kid. He's all talent. He's still coming together. He's like that 19-year-old rookie that, you know, almost won MVP. Yeah, he was like LeBron on the like, Heat. he was going off like... He was LeBron on the Heat. Yeah, like 63 home they runs. They should have won all of them. And then he, uh, he got to the World Series and, you know, got, gets KO'd every time. Oh, yeah, he A-Rod it. But... He A-Rod'd it, yeah, for sure. Like, his passion is what drives him. Just like when he when he runs to say that Obi, because, dude, Obi gets bodied by Dooku. Oh, yeah, he and does. Anakin goes to save him and dude gets his arm cut off. But, you know, that's, that's what Anakin does. Man, I like this. Your eyes can deceive you. Don't trust them. Obi-Wan says, 
Man, Obi-Wan has some good, good quotes. I think he says, hello there. Oh, well, hello there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's famous. <laughs> that's a meme. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Dude, and then, like, the first one. <clears throat> the first one, Obi kind of has, like a, like, a, like, a clone trooper role. Like, he's just kind of, like, off to the side for most of the movie. Like he's uh, he's like, not a clone trooper. He's, like he's a Padawan. He's third willing. He's an apprentice. He looks cool and he's just third willing. Like it's all like quite it's quite gone. It's the Qui Gon show and it's the Anakin show. No but wait, uh, don't you think he has the perfect amount of screen time? No, but as like if you're watching the first time, you're like, Who's this guy? Like, I like this guy, like give him more time and you're like, Oh, they got a plan for him the whole time at the end, like it's his show. You know, it's like, oh, oh yeah. shit, this movie's really about him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you don't get that till the face off with Darth Maul, do you back? Because I think that's the best. Like, and I, I had no people idea. like less. Like you like the last Jedi throw, the scene, right? So, My second favorite movie. That's the best scene to start with. But I think Duel of Fates, because I think it's called Duel of Fates. Mm-hmm. Like that scene between uh, the match, the battle between, isn't it called Duel of Fates? The battle between Qui or Qui Gon Obi Wan versus Maul, isn't that called the Duel of Fates? Yeah. Like that's what it's. Why is it called that? Like why so? Like why is that so? Like. Anakin's even there. Like, open up the elevator doors. Like, that shit's crazy. Yeah, that's an awesome scene. Like, and Anakin's in the cockpit, and he sees this. Like In the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah, he sees Darth Maul. And then he leaves. Like, who looks like the most powerful duelist in that moment? I think it's, I think it's Darth Maul. Oh, Darth Maul, yeah, dude. Dude was, he bodied Qui-Gon. Like, he was, like, playing with his food. Basically, them two together is what held off Darth Maul for so long. Um, Qui-Gon, I, from everything I read, like, he was never hyped for a sword. No. He was mainly, like, like the out-of-the-box thinker. He yeah. was pretty wise. He was a philosopher. He was very wise, but, like, he... Uh, he was, he was he modern. Didn't, he didn't have that moral compass that Obi did. He was too modern. So, Obi, Obi's never straight. Can we say that? We've always said that about he's a hippie. Yeah. So he's always like, you know, great, like, hey, this is cool, like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the kid Anakin, but I'm gonna leave his mom, like, who cares about his mom? Yeah. I got what I want now. I'm gonna, you know, beat, uh, what's his name? The blue guy with the blue nose guy? Yeah, I forget his name. Uh, I'm gonna beat Guado, Guado, Guardo. I'm gonna Guardo. beat him at his own game, like, whatever. Um, I'm not hurting anybody per se. Um, OOP, he thinks about all that stuff. Like, he's constantly eyes, eyes on the prize. Like, he's, he lives like that and he, He's not going to do But anything. if it was up to Obi, like, if Obi was leading that mission, and he would have ended up on Tatooine, like, Obi would have just probably got the part in a more, like, reason, like, in a more reasonable manner, not through, like, pod racing and gambling, you know? Yeah, of course. Like, he would have been like, hey, someone, wire me some money, I need to buy this right now. Yeah. Like, he would figure, he would do that, like, Qui-Gon's like, eh, we're here. Let's, yeah, make let's a go good... check out the bar. Yeah! Like, like let's go, yeah, let's go try the food. Oh, hey, this kid, he's, there's something up with him. All right, let's, uh, let's test his Matagorans. Like, like, he's like, he's like, man, I haven't had a vacation in a month. Dude, I'm going to hang out here dude, for a dude, month. But that's why, like, that Phantom Menace, because it seems so, like, stupid. Like, dude, like, why are they doing the side mission and they find the kid? Like, the only way to describe it is fate. Yeah. It was meant to be. And yeah. That's why it's, like, a good, like, like a Christmas story. It like, is. You know? Like, these three wise men. Or like, you know, oh. like these, it's three people, right? Well, Padme's one. Well, right? no, there's, there's, there's Jar Jar. Oh, so yeah, so I guess Jar Jar. I never thought of this point, because 
the three wise men, the three magi. It's like a it's like a caravan. It seems like they're on a caravan. There's three. It is a caravan. Mm-hmm. The three magi. They're because they start in the east, right? They start in the far east, and it basically. Well, it doesn't say where, but oh, it's not even in the Bible. I guess they started. It's the, not in the Bible. Oh no, you're talking about the Bible. You're talking about the Bible, right? But yeah, the, in the, I think you're talking about Star Wars. What, like I don't know. The three, I think they the start three from magi. Before. The 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 dogma is that they start in the east. Mm-hmm. The, like there's an Asian group. Yeah. And the Asian group picks up like an Indian group. Mm-hmm. And then there's some people from Northern Africa that meet oh, up really? in Saudi Arabia. Because like, so there's two different races. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then you have Jar Jar. Yeah. He's kind of his own race. Yeah. His own thing, you know? And droids. Yeah, there's droids too. There. Was this, is C3PO's. No, no he's getting, C- Does R2D2 go though? C3PO's getting. Getting like. Created. And then um, R2D2's there. Because remember, he's the little. That little droid did it! Yeah. yeah, but does he go on the sand with them? Or does I don't remember. I don't think so. Okay. Um, but you have Obi Wan, who I forget what planet he's from, but he grew up rich. Oh, so Obi stays on the ship. Remember, so yeah. the people are traveling. It's Padme, Qui Gon, Qui Gon, and Jar Jar. Yeah. So they're the ones actually making the a Naboo, trip. a Naboo, two different Nabooings. One's a princess. Yeah. One's literally royalty. Yeah, she's royalty. Jar Jar's not royalty, but he ends up getting that hookup. You know, he lives in the underground water world. What is Qui Gon though? Like, how does where Qui Gon from? I don't know any of that. He's just like, at that point, he's he, he's kind of fitting for like the wise men, even though he we know Obi Wan's more wise. But like in that movie, that was probably the best choice. That's interesting. I never made that connection. No, every time I watch it, I I that's it's, it's kind of vibes I pick up. What gifts do they give baby Jesus? <laughs> what gifts do? Oh, they don't give. What gifts do crap. the they mat- give him his freedom? I guess. But what gifts do the magic give? Uh, uh, baby Jesus. <laughs> it's funny because Christmas is coming up. And I, that's why I do. I'm saying like, do Star Wars is so much mythology. That's why I I made that Christmas playlist, dude. Like, there's just it, it, there really is a lot of Christmas ties. There is. I didn't realize that. I know you talked about wanting to tie in Star Wars into uh, Christmas, but I didn't know like, like, the prequels. The first Star Wars is kind of like a nativity. Yeah, it's the nativity. The more I watch, it is. It is, huh? It is, yeah, it's a nativity story. That it, it, duh, immaculate conception. No, I know. That's duh. Why, that's, why, that's why you bring it duh. up. Duh. Yeah. Oh, that's so dumb. I how did I miss that? I just, I guess I get so caught up like I'm like Star Wars, you know. But you're right, because yeah, so, so the it's a it is a story. The whole foundation is a nativity story. That's awesome. I want to find out what gifts they give the people. Okay. So there's um, Gaspar's one of the Magi, brown hair and a brown beard, wears a green cloak. He's the king of Sheba, um, and he brings frankincense to Jesus. Malchior, long white hair, white beard, wears a gold cloak, king of Arabia. Um, he brings gold. And then there's Balthazar. He has black skin and a black beard. He's from Egypt, um, and he brings myrrh. What is myrrh? I don't know. Well, Qui Gon pretty much does bring gold because he paid with coinage for Anakin's freedom, right? I thought he was. That's what he placed the bet. Yeah. <laughs> no, with no money, he doesn't. Myrrh is also like an incense. Uh, is there probably something else though? I think it represented like holiness. Myrrh, um, a symbol. So, yeah, myrrh was used as an anointing oil. So it was like to say like you are, it's like spiritual gold as a symbol of kingship, frankincense as a symbol of deity, and myrrh as a symbol of death. Hey, what if 
It just hit me right now. So, would you say Padme is the whole catalyst to the whole Anakin story? Duh. But, like, I also think she wanted to, like, smash does, Obi. Does he see... <laughs> does he see Padme first, and then they test his Minochlorians? Wow. You get what I'm saying? Wow, so it's almost like a hormonal super, reaction. Like, super inspired. Like, he's like, dude, I'm gonna make something of because I... Even though he's a little kid, like, kids are irrational, right? He's, like, ten. But he freaking, like, super loves her. Like, you know what's weird, back. though? I thought... And, I obviously, could... he, he's super passionate, so we know, like... and. So the whole movies, what drives him and everything is Padme. And like through his whole Jedi training, you know damn right he was building to that moment like, oh yeah, I'm going to show her my new powers. I haven't seen her in like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. She so, didn't even notice me. And that's probably, that's probably why he won the race. Because you see like... Oh, he yeah, wants to impress her. He got to show out. Yeah. He never even finished the race before. He never finished the race. I mean, clearly he was always... He always had the force. Bro. But this, this put his force through the And room. then he showed all his JavaScript moves when he's showing off C-3PO. Oh, yeah, dude, He's like, you want to see my coding? <laughs> hey, you want to see my script? <laughs> Check it out. Come here. So I just started with some simple of command. You know, <laughs> she's like, she does way more than him. She's like, what program are you using? Python or what? <laughs> she's like, uh, I don't know. I just got it from my my boss. <laughs> some some pirate version. Yeah, I didn't realize. That's interesting. Because I don't think the mitochondrias are actually like. I don't think it's as sciencey as people try to make it out to. Be. <laughs> They're just like. Obi was like, "Yeah, his count's unreal. He's really horny." <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think mitochondria is just a synonym for spirit. Yeah, it's just your spirit count, like how, how much of a big spirit and like, you know, it's good. It's good. Like, oh, this one is super spirited. That's it. Like, he has a good spirit. That's all it's saying. And at that moment when they tested him, his spirit was probably through the roof. You're right. Higher than it's ever been. That's probably all it was. He was all hyped up. And then from there, they're like, oh, dude, this guy's spirit was the highest we ever tested. Highest ever. So then there, it wasn't so much the nature of Anakin. From there, it's his nurture. Hey, but what about when they're looking at the little ink blots and he's like, ah, ship, battleship, ah, C-3PO, you know? Like, he's killing it over there. Oh, because they're like tests, right? Yeah. Like, like I said, the force and your spirit go hand in hand. And it he does. Was, he was just very in tuned. Like, he just goes with his intuition. like, I know what that is. He's confident. Yeah, he's he is. He's confident because maybe he he kind of had that inkling that he knew he had the gift. And he just, like, he just opens himself up to the Force. So he, yeah. he trusts in the Force. Because he was out. a person. Even if he doesn't know what the name is, like, he, he knows. Like, he's like, this Force out there, like, I know when I open myself and I, I trust it, good things happen for me. So he just trusts it. Like, so with those ink plots, like, he knows, and, like, when he's driving his little pod racer, he's not so much going on his own intuition he's going off the force he's using a lot of the force he just opened himself to that because he's a very spirited kid yeah he was and then after the jet once the jedi get a hold of him qui-gon's hyping him up it's all nurture from there yeah and obi-wan uh is wise so i think that helped out a lot in him centering Obi- his thinking wise. Like, he didn't he didn't want that he didn't he's like he's too old no but you know he promised qui-gon because he's a you know obi's a loyal dude and he took Anakin on. And again, it's fate. It was always his fate to be Anakin's... Mentor. Mentor and master and brother and all this. It was just the fate of the galaxy had them two meeting. But, um... Yeah, dude. He, he Once once he vowed to, to make that... To raise him, it's Obi. Of course he's going to do it to, to the best of his abilities. It's kind of cool, like... Uh, 
Obi-Wan's like totally like making comparisons to the Bible. Like Obi-Wan's totally like John the Baptist, right? Yeah. Like you would say that kind of? Yeah. Or would it be, see, because when Jesus' ministry started, it, I, I probably wouldn't be. It probably Qui-Gon would be John the Baptist. Maybe. Because when... G, Who's G, the other option, though? Because Qui-Gon's the one who got Anakin in, right? Yeah. Just like John the Baptist kind of got Jesus in. Mm-hmm. But then John the Baptist got killed. He got beheaded. Dude, that's... Really? Yeah. That happened? And then when John the Baptist got beheaded, Dude, that was the catalyst to Jesus. bro. That's the catalyst to... G- but then remember, George hey, Lucas... You know George Lucas is really Catholic. I was going to say that. Isn't Modesto, like, super... Like, they're no it's called the Bible Belt of America. Right. Right? That's Turlock, what I heard. Turlock has the most churches per capita in the nation. Dude, so, like, these stories are always in his head. Bro, they? the... Bu- Christianity is the largest form of business in the Central Valley. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. And, dude, it makes sense, dude. And... and well, it's poverty. Like, it's literally tattooing. Like, don't you think, like, the thing that motivated those slaves more than anything were, like, stories of the force? And look, he, and I bet you George Lucas, because he created these movies when he was young, right? Dude, he created so Star Wars when he was 16. A, a lot of the foundation of this happened in Modesto. His adolescence. So, usually when you're crafting a story, there's foundations for it built on other stories you know about. And probably one of the most intricate That's stories he in his mind is the bible that's called that's introduction to western philosophy yeah like we pull from stories we hear that's what but thank god george lucas loved movies because mm-hmm. he loved those samurai shogun shinto movies yeah and well yeah that's what that helped him crap like that's why it looks so badass but you you can literally see like in the heart of star wars is very christian values. oh western philosophy like if you open it all like do like you feel those christian values well the prequels you, the prequel like and you're right like, if the originals are, like, the Old Testament, the New Testament, you're right. It, prequels, you start off right away. New Testament, nativity scene. Mm-hmm. The pre- Star Wars, the Phantom Menace, yeah. could be the truest Christmas story that exists in modern times. Dude, it's, like, it it's, is, it's really good, Immaculate right? Conception, mm-hmm. John, Bana- John the Baptist, Three Magi. Yeah. Um, if you want to put the, like, I mean, even, like, Pat, like, you, Mary, you know? Well, he says, are you an angel? Right, but that like where where's Padme's role then within the biblical story? I think she's like because you don't hear a lot about a lot of women in the in, in the New Testament besides Mary, and of course Mary so, Magdalene. And also in there's something in I forget what it is, but there's something that equates to like the North Star because they're tracking something. I think North Star. Uh, okay. You know how the three wise men they're looking. For? They the are. Star, they're following the star. Yeah, there's literally. I gotta rewatch it, but there's something in the prequels that like. Oh shit! That's their north. That's their north star. They're. I think. Is it a star? Their little radar. I think they're basically it leads them to Tatooine, which is basically their north star. But yeah, it's on. The I sh- could. Th- I feel like I remember something like that. I think. Um. No. So given what you know, right? This. Okay. That's why, I think it's so important. I think you know the trailer for the new movie, Rise of Skywalker, when C three PO says, "I'm just taking one last look of my friends." He's not talking about Ray and Poe. I don't think so, dude. I think he's going back. Like he's taking a look in like his, his memory? Like he's Anakin, taking a look in his memory? Padme, yeah, dude. That would make the most sense. Well, come on. Well, Superfield was created by well, Anakin. It's because people, they go, oh, he's, he loves Poe and Ray. It's like, no, dude, he barely knows them. He barely knows them. He's talking about his friends. His creators? He's going back. The and people then, that programmed so him? When I first saw it, I was like, nah, I don't care. Like, that does, I didn't go off, but then when I watched it again, I was like, Dude, that's dope. That's freaking sick. 
like this is all gonna tie together because once it hit me like dude i think he's talking about the whole nativity where it all started anakin um Padme, that little friends, droid did it because even like R2, r2d2 where does r2 fit where does c3po fit where does ob1 fit and i think that'd be the most the best thing to figure is where does ob1 fit in a the biblical well, in the biblical story obi where does he fit obi-wan yeah and i think what he is he's literally the spirit of the gospel yeah the holy spirit one. that's a good one yeah no, the he, holy spirit yeah i think well strike me down now yeah and i'll become more powerful mm-hmm. than you and obi-wan spirit because the holy spirit of god yeah it's so much beyond just the bible right that's why no one brings up his mitochondrion count because mm-hmm. you can't test it it's just obi's obi and whether he gets he loses in the fight let's look this up dude's reliable like he's always gonna come through. He's indestructible, and he's just always gonna be. Obi Wan etymology. I never looked this up, but I feel like the name, like Anakin, so Americanized. And then Obi Wan. <laughs> that's what like even people that hate the prequels like, dude, Anakin, such a badass name. Like this Ben, Obi Wan. So Ben is Hebrew for son. Obi is an African name which means heart. You're like, yeah, he is the heart. Obi in Swahili means soul. Mm-hmm. See. There it is, dude. Well, like look, a lot of people don't know this, but he he was fueled like there's this book he loved, and I wrote it somewhere. But there's this writer who was the writer of like American Christian philosophy uh, yeah. of, but he was building off the work of Carl Jung, and his biggest focus was archetypes, and archetypes. I guess George Lucas was obsessed like with this characters and books. Yeah, but he said in by in the Bible. Like, he basically looked at Jesus' ministry, and he broke down, like, Jesus, like, as a certain archetype. Dude, that's true. That's why Star Wars has so much mythology. Like, he, Let me find this. Okay, George go ahead. throws in so many different archetypes. Yeah. And it kind of shows how they play out in the story. To, to explain, like, tell me about some. No, but, like, every character, like, they're not, um, they don't do random shit. Like, it's like, oh, that's their archetype. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. Like, like, like Palpatine, he's evil. Yeah. Yeah. He's Just evil, what he, he's smart. He's a he's joker. Conniving. He's the puppet master. Yeah. But Actually, he, that's he's, better. He's running everything. Little finger. Yeah. Well, more powerful little finger. Like, he has all the power. Hey, but, okay, so it was like, if, so someone, if little finger was the faceless man. Someone, <laughs> someone that powerful shouldn't be that detailed about their plans. Because they're powerful. Like, those come in, I'll kill you. Yeah, Joseph Campbell wrote the mod, this book called The Hero's Journey. Dude, people mention that all the time. Yeah, but like this guy's amazing, bro, and he's Christian. No, people mention George Lucas using that for the originals all the time. The Hero's Journey. It's yeah. called the archetype for the Hero's Journey. Mm-hmm. That story is the archetype story of the Hero's Journey in modern. Yeah, yeah it's kind of warm. How do I turn it off? I love this. See, like you see this in Star Wars all the time. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Subconscious, right? Talking about the depths of your subconscious. Talking about the thing you fear is yeah. sometimes a thing that sets you free. Like in when Luke, right? When he becomes all black and all that. When he goes dark for a little bit, you know? He goes oh, into, yeah, Luke. He didn't want to yeah. be like his dad. He, but, didn't want to be, he didn't want to be evil. But like, it's unavoidable. Like he just got touched by that. Like he's a Skywalker, whether he wants to be or not, you know? Yeah. And see... I think something that always gets missed, what I love about Star Wars, and that's what I like with the new trilogy is done. It shows that your actions, they have repercussions. Down generations, like, if you do something that evil, 
your generations not, are not gonna pay, but you're gonna sow seeds. But that's biblical. It is. It, like Jesus talks about this. He talks about the generations to come being yeah. blessed. Yeah, and that's why Obi Wan, like, if he's raised grandpa. If <laughs> I hope that they're really paying attention to the story, but from everything I know about Star Wars, first of all, Obi or something, Obi something better show up in the next episode, because for him not to show up in seven and eight yet is a travesty. Well, come His on, voice then. did come out in seven, right? So like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they well, just got a time there's a whole there. there's a whole Obi-Wan series coming like it's a, remember I told you it was gonna happen because I said they'll announce it close to the movie then when the movie comes out she'll dude, be related to Rey that Comic Con was unreal though two people love Obi dude that thing was beautiful though even on YouTube it made me awesome. cr- like it almost made me cry dude it was so awesome dude. cause like, like finally yeah it was finally like, Obi gets his justice like dude needs this like dude's so awesome like when we were kids you liked Obi-Wan Loved him. I, I liked him, but I thought because the movie wasn't about him, I wasn't supposed to like him as much as I did. Which made you like him more. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Exactly. Because that's, right. that's totally um, a thing of our culture. Like, I, I, but this is what's weird is because in a way, like Han Solo oh my was God. the old Obi-Wan. He's the opposite of Obi-Wan. But he was the old Obi-Wan. Dude, but to me, he's the opposite of Obi-Wan. But he's a character archetype-wise. You feel like, oh, everybody but likes him. Archetype-wise, right? Oh, you're saying when they first came out? Look at like archetypes. Like, Han Solo's an archetype, right? Yeah. Obi-Wan is too. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, like, they, they've expanded on, like, Han Solo. They had a whole s- solo thing, right? Like, Lando's an archetype. But now we have a whole new archetype that's being presented in full form, which is the bounty hunter, right? Yeah. And when we were, ta- we were talking about codes, but, like, my friend said that the bounty hunters, the Mandalorian specifically, yeah. they have their own code. The, and... That's yeah. what's amazing. No, that's why... So, because he has no face, he's been wearing a mask the whole time, that code that he has, that rigid code, is what helps us still kind of identify with him. Like, oh, he's cool. Like, Because it's really hard to act and get the audience to like you when you're not showing your face. Because it uh, dehumanizes you. And you never want that. But because he has that code, it makes him way more likable. Like a samurai. Um. Yeah, like a samurai. But like, like no, like... Of the code was because the Mandalorian, I used to think bounty hunters, right? Mandalorians were bounty hunters, and they're all thugs and they're all gangsters, right? Yeah. But like, Django, they used him to model the clone army for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I don't know why. I don't know why, but they used him for a reason, and then through that same code, like that same system of belief that defined Django. I don't think those same rules define Boba. Like I don't. I don't like they weren't the same. They weren't the same. They were the same genetics, exactly the same genetics. Yeah. But I think their styles were different. Like I really think they were. Well, first we don't know Django's backstory, we but don't. we know Boba's. And we what we do know about Boba is he had a a dad, even though they shared the same DNA. That was his dad. That was his dad. Right? Doesn't he call him dad? Dad, can we say So that's his dad. And he saw his dad get murdered, dude, by the Jedi. But you know who trained him up, right? Uh, Cad Bane and yeah. the bounty hunters. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like, dude, Boba Fett was like... Yeah, he's a badass. The best. But... Does he, like, isn't that bullshit the way he dies? So, Django, what Django says is, oh, that's shit, bro. That sucks. That you was, see what I'm saying? That's what pisses me, pisses me off about what the original. What stupid, stupid writing. So dumb. Like, 
that's something that needs to come back. Like, so Boba dumb. is not dead. Like, Boba can't... And it's like, dude, did you really kill my dude Boba like that? Just to give Han Solo a kill? Yes. And that was, like, at least do it better, because that is stupid. Yeah. Were they thinking, like, oh, yeah, Han Solo, he's such a cool guy. We're going to have him, like, his eye, and he accidentally kills Boba. How great would that be? No, that sucks. That's and stupid. Now, Force Awakens, the way Han Solo's killed... Like, isn't that a way to die? You died good. Right? Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. And then you think, how did Boba die? Aw. Yeah, but then it is Boba. Like, he doesn't really... I don't think he's dead. He doesn't really have... I don't think he's dead either. He can't be. Because that's what I'm like... What I'm learning is, as good as Jedi are, people like Boba, Jango, and now, like, this new Mandalorian, in their own respect, they're great warriors. Yeah. Like, in their own respect. It's finally opening up the the whole Star Wars universe. Yeah. But it's it's showing that in an actual cool way, like, you don't need to carry a lightsaber to use the Force. Yeah, that too. Like, the Jedi's don't have a monopoly on the Force. Especially now that there's no... It's wild. It's, it's wild. It's open country. Yeah. Uh, you have all these people vying for power. Like, literally, anyone who wants to tap into it, because there's no that strict code from both sides of the Force... But the Mandalorians have a code. Oh, yeah, not to use it. Yeah, because that was all built up from generations of the, them fighting with the Jedi. You know, because the Mandalorians are just as old as the Jedi. Yeah. They're so old that they even got, like, the Mandalorians, their plan is called Mandalorian. Basically, the Mandalorians adapted to, for the sole purpose of fighting Jedi. They got really... They jetpacks. That's why they have the past. You know what they, they say they are, right? Even their whole book. Since I was a kid... I looked at clone troopers as a kid. Do you know what's cool though? Do you know who they're modeled off of? Who? Spartans, duh. Duh. But it's the Lanconians. And if you look at the bodies of philosophy. And you know what's dope what they're doing for the Mandalorians? They're making them tan skin. So Boba and Django, even though they're tickling not, but they got Pedro Pascal. But like the And as a kid they made an emphasis to show them as dark skin. Look at the Western philosophies that exist. Like there was the biggest rift in philosophy occurred between when the Athenians took over the Greek peninsula. Mm-hmm. They took it over. Yeah, but all they, they although they took it over and they spread their own in their, like their thoughts of like warfare is bad and like let's think and let's get enlightened and let's be peaceful. Yeah, the the Mandalorians had that civil war. W- what happened? Uh, what did the Spart- team got killed? What the who copied Spartan society? Who mo- like Spartan society became Macedon society like that same like wisdom. Mm-hmm. So what happened was, um, what's his name? Aristotle. He got hired out by uh, Phil Philip, who was the dad of Alexander. So this uh, very the most famous Arist the most famous Athenian philosopher at the time gets hired by Philip when Alexander's like six years old, and mm-hmm. he brings Aristotle in and he says, "Teach my son stuff. Yeah, teach him how to succeed. Teach him how to be a good king or a good a good prince." And he's like, "Okay, I will." And I guess a lot most of his teachings, like he, he told him a lot of stories about the Spartans. He told them a lot of stories about the Spartans, about things like the Battle of Thermopylae. Well, well the Mandalorians, but they're like super respected. Yeah, and the, so were the Spartans. Like everyone knows, like they're like the most, they're like the most badass. But the Spartans, troops. the Spartans, they got extinct, like extinct. Mm-hmm. But they, they're still their system of their style of fighting. Yeah, it still was practiced. And their symbols, just everything. You're right. Like being a Spartan's badass. You see people use like you know like the helmet as like a as a sigil. You know, like the Greeks got taken over by the Romans. Mm-hmm. But did the Romans like kill all Greeks and say, like exterminate the culture? No, because they respected it too much. They're like, we can't, we can't exterminate this. Exactly, it's a badass culture. Exactly, like, let's adapt some of this. Exactly, and so 
the Spartans were never exterminated. Because you're only going to exterminate something like that if you look down upon it, you spit they, it, and you rebuke all, it. All they did was they made Sparta practice democracy. That's it. Yeah. And so that's what he learned. He's like, so you're telling me is you can have a really good military that just smashes on everyone, but if you practice democracy, that's dope and people are going to love it? So Aristotle, he copied his whole military off of the Lacedonians. That's what they're called. Mm-hmm. But the biggest factor of being a Lacedonian, I guess, was the way you spoke. Yeah. Like the Athenians, this is what they, they said. Athenians, you guys waste a lot of words. Yeah. But the Lacedonians, like in Mas- like Macedonians, or Mandalorians, I'm sorry. Um, see, Macedonians. The, um, dude, you should see how they talk. Like Boba oh, Fett. They're like, this is the way. Or just even like as simple as like 100, 200, 300. <laughs> like That's it's true. very simple. Like, yeah. And if you look at dialogue in Shintoism, samurais, same way. And then who copied samurais or Shinto movies? Westerns. Look at how Clint Eastwood and John Wayne and Western films, listen how to listen how they speak. Oh, I do that part's cool when he's like, I can take you in hot. Yeah. I can take you in cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just, the rewatch, not the rewatchable, Hardcore History uh-huh. with Carlin, they talk about it a lot. Oh, John Carlin? Yeah. I like that. Guy. They talk about the Lacedonians a lot. They're just like, they're people that... Oh, yeah, he speak. does. He does talk about them they, a lot. Sp- they say something, and that's just what they mean, and he, there's, that's exactly what's going on. And I think George Lucas, he brings that whole style of dialogue into Star Wars. Are you an angel? Like, everything's to the point. Hey, I know this guy that could save you from death. Aw, did you... I have seven now. Yeah, you do? Good morning. Hi, Good morning, Mom. Thank you. I'll be back. I woke up this morning. I gotta go to the bathroom again. I said, oh my God, everything.